Hello, my name is Karsten, and this is the Black Door Music Argument. Today we're going to be talking about musicals and show tunes, and we'll just see where it goes. But I'm going to have us kind of go around in a circle, because I've got a couple people here that we're all going to get chatty. So I'm going to start on my left, and I'll just have you introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, etc. Hi, I'm Evan Albright. Um, I'm from Pennsylvania originally and um, live there now, so I don't know why I said originally. Um, but I am a huge musical theater buff. I've seen um, 34 different shows on Broadway, and so musicals are kind of my game. Stop, you're already fighting everyone. We all <laughs> I win the musical <laughs> debate here already, but, you know. <laughs> uh, my name is Carrie, and I am from the great state of Minnesota. Um, and I enjoy the musicals that I like and know of, um, but I'm not nearly the expert that Evan is. My name is Josh. I almost feel like I need to introduce myself the same way I did for yep. the previous yep. episode, and I like bikes. He does like bikes. Mm, bikes are good. Yeah, Christian Mingle profile, opener. That's mm. this, We're going <laughs> to get like this guy, Christian Mingle. And like then, manual or motorcycle bikes? Like pedal. Oh, okay. like, yeah. yeah. How do you feel about Surrey's with fringes on top? Uh, if there's a fringe on it, I'm in. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Perfect. Uh, so I was actually raised, uh, my father is a PhD in theater, taught theater his entire life. I grew up around theater and musicals. Actually, uh, the only music I was allowed to listen to until, which I've already I t- told the story about um, when I was introduced to like pop music for the first time, but it was only like music from the 1950s and 60s and musicals. And that was it for my childhood. So it was literally like, Lame is fan of the opera or Beach Boys. <laughs> Two wow. out of three ain't bad. <laughs> yeah, Beach Boys. No, yeah, I was say, like, <laughs> Beach Boys. Like that's that's where it's at, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which can I just say, we shat on the Beach Boys last time. We could just shit on the Beach Boys now too, even though they have nothing to do with this particular. Right. Yep, there has not yet episode. been a Beach Boys musical. That's. I feel like it's around the corner. It's, oh my gosh, it's. I don't see it never happening, but as of now, it has not. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay, so kind of what we're going to be talking about, I imagine, is the best and worst is kind of the way the way, way we froze the, the Christmas one. I imagine it's going to be pretty pretty similar here. Uh, I imagine what's going to happen is someone's going to say, I like this, and someone else is going to say, you're wrong. And then we're just going to see where it goes. So would anyone like to start with what they think is good and or bad? I mean, are we talking show tunes here or musicals? I think we kind of go. That's up for grabs. I mean, let's just reach out and grab that yeah. thing in front of your face, man. You just go for pick. what is What do you think is good, Josh? Okay, so as far as show tunes go, mm-hmm. so like I like the show Psych, and they did a musical, mm. and they had some really good show tunes nice. in that show. Um, I don't know how literal we're going. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I mean, in, that was actually a big thing, uh, and like yeah. for a while in television, like everyone had a musical episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scrubs had a musical I, re- I was Scrubs. actually going to say, I really love the Scrubs <laughs> one. I love one. shows that Everything don't sing. Yes. <laughs> Just saying. I, and I love that, um, oh man, I can't remember his name, but the actor who played Dr. Cox, like he's not a dancer. So he was like, I can jump rope though. And they were like, that. Yeah. Yeah, do, do that. that. Yeah. Just jump rope. Just jump rope yeah. at the beginning. Rhythmic jump roping. <laughs> show American culture. Shows in which they sing are fun, like Glee, Smash, things like that. But I no. do love. No. Okay, we can fight about that one later. No. Um but so I love shows genre. I love <laughs> shows that don't sing. Like um, Futurama did a couple episodes where they were singing. Um, the Devil's Hands are idle. Yeah, I, that, that is like one. my favorite episode of that show. So I love when like shows like kind of sneak in musicals because I think they really are um, 
new ways of telling stories that shows don't do all the time and I think it's a lot of fun to showcase the talent because mm-hmm. a lot of stars um, on TV got their start in theater mm-hmm. um, so getting to showcase that a little bit um, one year the Tonys were hosted by um, uh, Rosie O'Donnell like back in the 90s mm-hmm. um, and they did a whole the whole opening number was bet you didn't know that this person got their start in theater mm-hmm. and they did like Megan Mullally from Will and Grace yep. and they did um, Cynthia Nixon from Sex and the City and Jesse L. Martin from um, Law and Order and they all got their start in on Broadway well, and, and in musicals. I think that that's one of those that gets really funny as you talk about when you think of like amazing act like the stars action stars etc you don't associate them as being like song and dance men and women. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them, they didn't just get into acting as acting. They grew up around theater. That's how mm-hmm. they started learning it. They studied it. You look at like, where did they go to school? Oh, yeah, they're really known for their just getting jacked and doing gun shooting. I mean, yeah. theater programs. Right. No, I but mean, I mean like huge. Bruce, Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruno. The, yep. the Return of Bruno, that album. Uh, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. Really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Respect well, yourself. <laughs> And then you have uh, Hugh Ackman, who is Hugh actually, uh, he's a song and dance man at heart. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you can see that as he's now, I think, kind of getting back to that. A lot of his, he's done the stuff, he's made his career, now he can kind of do the fun stuff. Right. So, Well, I mean, when you think about it, it makes sense because so few kids are in movies when they're kids, but they're in, like, their ch- school plays, they're mm-hmm. in church musicals, they're in things like that. They get them really interested in the arts, and then that's the springboard to what a lot of people consider mainstream media. Right, which I mean, you have Zac Efron, who was in the high school musical. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, that's not what you were <laughs> referring oh, to. Oh, sorry, it's not my chance. Weird. I'd go for it. Yeah, and yeah. now he does Baywatch. Didn't Zac Efron oh not sing in, like, the first high school musical? I don't, I think musical? there was some dubbing going on there. I'm yeah. just saying. I forget, I, yeah. Fact he check, waiting. Really good at Fact, Fact check, check it. yeah. But so. what was that? He was just really good at that basketball. Was yes, he true. <laughs> no. So I yeah, I don't even know basketball, and I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I didn't watch the movie, so I hope that's a, a an actual reference. So. No, he was actually a football player. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were right. You were right. It's really like when you have just a little bit too much knowledge about it. You're like, mm-hmm. I have no idea. I never saw it or anything. But you know that one love song that he sang. <laughs> I, I but heard. that song between I him and Vanessa Hudgens like on the rooftop of the musical before they leave high school is very beautiful. So I actually didn't know that much. So cool. <laughs> yeah. I've seen one movie. Which mm-hmm. one? The third one? That's yeah. the only one I've year? seen. Yeah. Which is funny because yeah. uh, for a, the longest time, that's the only one I hadn't seen because it wasn't a TV movie. It came out in like the regular yeah. theater. Um, so for the longest time, I'm like, you know what? I just, I, I bought it because I was so, like, I need to have this movie. Without like going into too much detail, I actually did go to see that one in theaters. I went with people having never seen any of them before and having started by trashing it before I got there. Mm. And it's one of those like, it's pop songs. Like they get stuck in your head. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're Fast catchy Fast forward a few years, I was working at this mortgage company. And, <laughs> like, you could just listen to music all day long. And so I had this song just stuck in my head, and I couldn't get it out. And it's one of those, like, oh, I just need to listen to it to get it out of my, out of my head. Mm-hmm. Not everything was on YouTube at that point. So I went to iTunes like a man, and I purchased <laughs> a number of the high school musical songs. Yeah, you And did. I'm one that I'm generally really not that embarrassed by music that I listen to because I go all over the board. <laughs> but at that job, I didn't really like talking to any of the people I worked with, so I just kept headphones in all the time, okay? And I'm going through like this lunch line just to grab, like, I don't even remember, something. And the only time someone's ever asked me, and they were like, uh, what are you listening to? And I was like, 
think Led Zeppelin or something like that. Like <laughs> I was like the only time I've ever like they're like, oh, okay, I feel like I'd have to explain why I'm listening to one of the songs from High School Musical three. It's like yeah. the Corbin Blue one. Yeah. That happened to me when I was in seminary. I was walking, and it was the only time that anyone's ever asked me what's on my headphones. Mm-hmm. And I was walking, and of course, it was like the boy I had a crush on. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, what, what are you listening to on your headphones? And I was like, uh, Weezer. Yeah. And like, yeah. And what I thought that really would make me look cool. What was, really look, yeah. what was really playing was the Goo Goo Dolls, mm. that song about like a hundred ways to kill or like to kill your lover or something. Is that Goo Goo Dolls? It's just super, I think it's Goo Goo Dolls. Anyway. <laughs> I'm fact checking this. Re- I'm was pretty re- sure it is not Goo Goo Dolls. Really? Yeah. So are you sure that anyway. it was the Goo Goo Dolls that you were listening to or that? The no, it was that song because it was. Okay. Or whatever. Maybe it isn't Goo Goo Dolls. I'm pretty sure. I thought it was true. I don't know. Oh, I'm, I'm, it could be. Fact check, fact check. Yep. Google. The Google's I could be wrong. It's been a while since I've listened to this song. I'm going to be honest. Was it Train? That's what I was going for, but I wanted to check it first. Now that I rethought it, I was like, oh. I started saying it, but I figured, boo. I used to rock Drops of Jupiter at karaoke, too, just saying. Karaoke is never good for me because this is my wheelhouse of music. Very few times do your standard karaoke bars carry the music that I know well enough to sing along to. Hmm. Yeah, it's a real struggle. That sounds Run like a really DMC hard is life. pretty good for that. Mm. Yeah. Just learn any Run DNC song, it's on karaoke. There you go. So, you be Ellen. Mm. You could probably yeah. do Total Eclipse. It, w- it was Train 50 Ways 50 to Say ways Goodbye. 50 Ways to Say Goodbye. Thank you. Not Goo Goo Dolls. Because I was like, Goo Goo Dolls, I'm like, why would you be embarrassed? Like, Iris? Like, I, that's immediately like the song I was actually going to say. Like, <laughs> I was actually like, thinking back. Did you the girl like, album? Like, yeah, do that. Like, there's no shame in that. You know? Of embarrassing music, Goo Goo Dolls and High School Musical are not really in the same right. arena. I was yeah. thinking back and I was like, but wait, I love Goo Goo Dolls. And like, I don't care who knows that. Yeah. So this is weird. But yeah. Train, I'm not going to admit Train yeah, very, very highly. That. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Wow, we really anyway, got sorry. right off <laughs> had it in musicals right that was, away. That was quite a... Okay, anyway, musicals. So I, I actually want to take a transition back, back by talking about music that actually was not necessarily the pop mainstream, mm-hmm. but kind of went to it. Now, now, there's caveats. So people who are really into like the musical, musical, the American theater, mm-hmm. older, like the revivals, et cetera, will talk about how hits at that time were actually written by the composers of... The, the musicals. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when they talk about that, like, oh, yeah, well, now it's all gone downhill and you can't compare. Well, you're talking apples and oranges. Nowadays, you talk about who are the composers of major motion pictures. Mm-hmm. And, like, a lot of those actually have really big careers in right. in the contemporary music scene. And it's one of those, when when you're comparing them, yet again, it's it's not the same. It's a right. different world. But um, so I, I actually have a few notes just because they're ones I wanted to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of them that I still so I just encountered music as it came around. But I having been raised on some older ones, the first time I ever heard "Doing Time" by Sublime, I was like, "Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, yeah, this is George and I are Gershwin. I know this because that's <laughs> on the LP at home, you know." And uh, so it, there's a lot of songs that were written four musicals in the musical theater genre that were then kind of incorporated in. Oh, absolutely. And so, like, I had just a couple of, like, the highlights that I could think of. Um, So, first off, one of them that I really wanted to – I'll save that one. (laughs) So, easy one, Hard Knock Life, Ghetto Anthem, Jay-Z. Right. um, Doing Time by Sublime. Uh, George and I were Gershwin, as I said. Plus, uh, 
DeBose Hayward was also the other lyricist, but thing I wanted to make a note of, just because it's a fun fact for you, um, Ira Gershwin had a nickname of The Jeweler because he would tinker with the lyrics to get it fit with the music perfectly. Well, that's fun. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, the one that I just really, I just love this because I didn't know this, and I will admit, there are plenty points of music that I haven't listened to everything. I'm not going to say I've listened to everything. But um, Rich Girl, Gwen Stefani, produced by I was Dr. Dre. I was going to say, are we going to talk about Rich Girl? Okay, here's the thing I didn't Hollow know. Hollowback Girl? Well, Rich Girl was a cover of a song by Luchi Lu and Michi One from 1994. Pretty much same premise, few lyrics changed, which is a, I don't know if you want to call it a parody cover of If I Were a Rich Man. Right. On the roof. But yeah. to me, it's like, it's three degrees of like, okay, well, they, they did this thing in 94 and then a 2000. 2004, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Gwen Stefani did a cover of that song, which was kind of a cover of the one before. Yeah. To get to that Gwen Stefani, which we all bump, which is the one you could you could do that one in a karaoke. Oh, yeah. No problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just I mean, recognizable enough to Fiddler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just recognizable enough to Fiddler that if you know the music, you're like, oh, that's what that's from. But then also soul crushing enough to know that it's not Fiddler on the roof. Right. Yeah. Which uh, how do you, do you think Gwen Stefani could play a decent Tevye? No, I don't think she <laughs> could pull that off. A middle-aged Russian um, Jewish person. I'm just saying, no. let's see it happen. Who's your favorite Tevye? Who's my favorite Tevye? Uh, yeah. Probably Topol from the from the movie. Um, Zero but Mastel. I Zero d- Mastel. <laughs> There's only one right answer to that question. It's Zero Mastel. See, the funny thing was, I did see Fiddler a couple years ago when they revived it, and mm-hmm. it had Danny Bernstein in it. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of the things in the production, I didn't love. Um, there was, it's hard to make Fiddler a bad show because the music is so iconic. And uh, I don't know, I've seen some high school productions well, which that, are pretty well akin almost to all of all of almost yeah, all of the, my a camp version of it. It gets it gets pretty bad. All almost all of my comments way. come with the caveat that high school and camp productions don't count. <laughs> okay, so are you going to exclude college? Ooh, it's where about, do you draw I the mean, line? it depends on the college. My college, yes, I would exclude that. But like, <laughs> if you're talking Carnegie okay. Mellon, no. So I recognize that my wife's family's never going to listen to this podcast, which is good because I'm just going to go ahead and say when we started dating, her brother was still in high school. And we would go up to all of his high school productions. And I didn't know the guy. I mean, now I'd go and have fun. The only part that I really enjoyed was that dude could not tap dance. <laughs> okay? They did not give him taps. But he was still up there. Now, he's the only one that may actually listen to this. Sorry, dude. I apologize. I'll, I don't pay story. me back for the ticket. Me too I'll for laughing. <laughs> yeah. I'll cover the other half. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, three of us will be sitting in a in the theater with him. Oh, good! In less than thirty days, good. I'll be safely in Pennsylvania. You're good. So yeah. Say what you want. I'll yeah. laugh at it. But the whole thing was like, I'd go and like my wife had all of these strong memories because that was a production. Like when you are connected to that mm. at that level, it's better. Like, you're, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, it's mm-hmm. amazing. And for me, she was like, Oh, what do you think? And I was like, hey, You know, I'm honest. Do you really want me to answer that question? <laughs> yeah. Okay, step one. Look at that set. What the hell? Like, no, okay. If all of them, if the whole set builds from the middle, like arcing out, and one of them arcs in, that's a problem. <laughs> like, someone look at this. But so it's that separation. So when you talk about high school and college alike, mm-hmm. I feel like there's really good productions oh, that are absolutely. one of those that you don't need to know anybody. But then there are the other ones like, oh, well, I know this person, so therefore it was incredible mm-hmm. because my cousin Sally was playing Charlie Sally Brown Bowles, and you're a good yeah. man, Charlie <laughs> Brown. 
your, your cousin Sally it was, was really, playing. It was a really it was, progressive. Yeah. Thing. yeah. Mm-hmm. Side note, very I progressive no cousins, high school. So. <laughs> <laughs> See, I would have gone with Sally Bowles from Cabaret, but that's just Well, me. but she's not my cousin. Mm. Right, but your cousin Sally could play Sally Bowles. Why would you get cast by the same name? Ask any of the hundreds of people who have been cast in like sitcoms with okay, the same so name. Okay, so you're like saying like Reba some dude named. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just dude, saying the that... Jeff Foxworthy. He happened to be in a TV show with the name Jeff Foxworthy. Crazy. What? <laughs> like that always bugs me. Like you can't get a different name. What a coincidence. I don't I don't know. Maybe they're just really slow and you're afraid they're going to forget. Apparently. Yeah. Who is that person? Uh, hey, <laughs> Steve. Yeah. Is he I, a character or not? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I mm-hmm. do have to say, though, with The Office, I feel like Creed Bratton just came on set and was himself yeah. during that whole thing mm. and just was Creed Bratton. Like, I don't think he even had scripted lines. That's I'm pretty fair. sure he just... Yeah. Just kind of said stuff and was there. The right. Mm-hmm. Like, he was legitimately Creed Bratton the whole time. Oh. Anyway. This is uh, obviously but about musicals. Back to the uh, popular songs being written by musical theater <laughs> yeah. composers. I went to go see um, Promises, Promises, mm-hmm. which is an old um, musical by a composer whose name I am blanking on. Um, That's a weird name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like two of the songs from there, the song started, and I'm like, oh, that's from this? Like it was... Um, I say a little prayer for you, mm-hmm. and um, what do you get when you fall in love? Which was popular by the Carpenters, mm-hmm. um, recorded it later. Um, so yeah, and going back to what you were saying, it's the composers that are writing for the mainstream media, which back in the fifties was mm-hmm. the musicals. You know, when you look at the Oscars, it went to big time musicals, whereas nowadays it goes to the dramas and the epic right. um, things. And the fact that Chicago won the Oscar for best musical was lo- or for best movie kind of came out of nowhere because a musical hasn't won in decades. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was find it interesting. We were um, Jesus Christ Superstar Live was just on oh, so and good. so good. Um, oh, man, we missed m- it. Missed How it. Dare you? No, okay. don't worry. But it I'm is just live gonna, streaming I'm share now. This because I was going to text you and then I was like, okay. well, I guess I, we're why would he parents. not be watching? Okay, it. no, <laughs> there's more to it. I really I want was to. Really excited. I want to rally the troops and everyone go to a single Buffalo Wild Wings and demand <laughs> yes. that that be the only thing on the TV. Played on every TV. Literally, someone's freaking out. Like, can I please get Peter Pan over here? <laughs> I need some Peter. This is ridiculous. Like, Have they're gonna a start whole a riot section and so. Like, like anytime when, something amazing happens, like if you know a particular part, of, right? Yeah, like a particular song that's coming up, like just people like cheer and erupt and start singing with it. Yeah, I mean, Hosanna. and you just like pack the whole place. Jesus dying, like, <laughs> like this whole thing. in the Buffalo Wild. The whole thing is it can be any musical as long as people are Another prepped for this. Right. It, is, it is gonna be so good if it ever happens. But like, you really have to rally troops. And I think it'd be, yet again, I love the idea, this isn't gonna ha- ever going to happen, but I love the idea of like when there's a big fight night, you have to like call and like reserve your table. Mm-hmm. I really like, dude, things went crazy. <laughs> we should probably ask for reserved tickets the next time there's a live streaming musical. <laughs> they did the Sound of Music live. We need to stand outside. The- Whoa. We need to camp out. Wow. Yeah, we better be getting yeah. IDs on the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's about to get cray. I think it's an amazing idea, and I would have loved to do it with Jesus Christ Superstar because I feel like there would have been a lot of really funny moments that we yep. could have done. Mm-hmm. However, it was Easter, and I feel like attendance yeah. at Buffalo Wild Wings would have been low. Right. Yeah. Let's do it on like a right when they do you know? Les Mis live. Let's get a group of people to just storm Buffalo Wild Wings and sing. Do you hear the people sing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I will bring the giant flag to wave in, in the background in costume. Like you got to get like yeah. really oh, yeah. into it. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, I, I apologize. I totally interrupted you. I'm really sad. I keep missing these. Oh, so Jesus Christ Superstar Live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but my my we were watching it with my family, and my dad was talking about how he really likes uh I don't know how to love him. Mm-hmm. And um he was or and I was like, Hey, you should listen to it, like it's coming up or whatever. And he's like, Yeah, but is it Helen Reddy? And I was like, No, it is Sarah Burrellis. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he was like, Well, that was on the radio. And like he was like all excited that there was like a musical song on the radio. Yep. Has he ever listened to the Muppet Cry superstar version? He has not. There's a version of the there Muppets Christ. There is a oh, Muppet. God. Yeah. And it's amazing. I thought, yeah. You it may was soil being... your pants hearing this one. <laughs> Well, see, the funny thing is... That was maybe just me. <laughs> I, I had eaten White Castle, but... <laughs> and Chipotle for breakfast. Right. Um, I liked Jesus Christ Superstar as the movie that I knew before Sunday, but I really loved Sunday. I thought that was great, um, how they kind of modernized the show. and um, I thought they cast a lot of people in the ensemble that had Broadway training because that's like the biggest frustration to me when they do these great works of musical theater but then they bring in people that are famous for things other than musical theater because they draw the crowds like getting Russell Crowe to play Javert in Les Mis what? But Alice Cooper as Alice Cooper did a phenomenal job no, I'm, not talking, I'm not talking about the principal characters because I okay. think they all did a phenomenal okay, so, job but the, the ensemble was cast with a lot of um, people that have Broadway training so the reason that the I think the dancing and all the um, ensemble parts came across so well was because you've got people that actually um, live that life and know how um, live theater really works so what are your feelings of the second producer film not the Zero Nostalgia and Wilder, but the... Oh, I love it. Which is funny because there are a couple of situations like the the producers, um, Legally Blonde, um, and Hairspray, where there have now, that there have since been musical adaptations of them. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to go back to the non-musical versions, at oh, least for me. it's so easy. I you don't have... No, yeah, see, I, I saw, see, I, I fell honestly, in love with the producers. The, the one that ruined it for me, I really enjoyed it right up until Will Ferrell came on, and I like Will Ferrell, mm. but as soon as he came on, I'm like, well, guess there's not really much point in finishing this. Like, <laughs> See, I well, don't I'm like done. Will Ferrell in general, but I like him in the producers. Oh, man. Um, no. It was just you, I fell in love with the producers. All of a sudden, you're bragging movie. of like, man, I've seen so many musicals. It's because you just don't have any taste. It makes so much yeah, more uh-huh, sense uh-huh. now. Like, um, I, I fell in love with the Nathan Lane. <laughs> Rude. Rude. Um, I fell in love with the Nathan Lane Matthew Broderick version, and then went back and I'm like, oh, I love Zero Mostel. I love Gene Wilder. Mm-hmm. Watched it, and I'm like, just sat there the whole time, like. Sing something like yeah, it's not a musical. It's not a musical. The only song not that's in there is "Springtime for Hitler" yep. because that's part of the musical. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just found it very boring. Um, See, I, I think the comedy was do, solid, but yeah, like when you like whatever thing you first encounter is the thing that you're going to compare it to. Right, so absolutely. Like same thing with reading um, the book "Wicked" after falling in love with the musical is very difficult because the How source material. Is your life? You fall in love a lot. Yeah. Does it ever break your heart? Oh, all the time. Wow, good thing you have musical theater. To pick yeah, uh huh. Yep. <laughs> then I can just like listen to a musical which has the entire gambit of human emotion, and I'm and I reset. You know, now, it's good. You, which musical has the entire gambit of human of human emotion in there? Um, my my favorite Cats. all. T- no, I will walk out if we no. Cats. I there's a lot of good stuff, and this goes back to the discussion we were having earlier. Like, are we talking musicals or are Joseph. we talking? 
<laughs> are we talking musicals or are we talking show tunes? Because I think one of the greatest songs ever written for musical theater is Memory from Cats. Mm-hmm. I hate the musical Cats. Like, mm-hmm. it is literally two and a half to three hours of singing Pussycats. And I'm like... I, I just can't get into it. Um, well, that is actually what it is. Like, you know, right. you have to like, like there's you're summarizing no... it as like high level, it's a bunch of cats singing and dancing. Right. It is three and a half hours of cats dancing. I could have saved you a lot of time and money. <laughs> but with no plot. Yeah. Like Wicked is about the Wicked Witch, but there's a plot. Yeah. Um, about four, we watched in college, a group of friends of mine and I got together and watched the um, recording of, it was either the Broadway or the West End cast doing it. So it's like the cats. Um, and 45 minutes in, I'm like, are they just singing, are they still just singing random songs about cats? And then like this group of cats will get up and be like, this is what our life is like. And there I was feel no like that's what cats it. would do in a musical though. Right. Yeah, like if you I, got a bunch of cats. No, together? one of them definitely would have walked through the orchestra pit. Well, right. like, I mean, like would have randomly walked <laughs> over sure? all the members. Yeah. You would have sure? found the chimes and yeah. just yeah. pushed it over. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure that doesn't happen? <laughs> it really should. And I mean the gym, the, the, Dear Broadway. Yeah, Dear Broadway. <laughs> we would like a cats musical with real cats. Yes, and more angry cats, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Show the entire gambit of cat emotions. <laughs> Um, I just feel bad for whatever person's job it is to anger the cats before yeah. the music just hold the Angle, anger the yeah. actors. They're perfect. Just walk up, just kick them. <laughs> they're, um, they're terrible actors, but they're a great cat. <laughs> for me, the, one of the shows that has just about everything for me is Wicked. Wicked is by far my favorite musical, um, and I think it's got it's. Um, I mean, it's got love, it's got betrayal, it's got humor. Um, For anybody that is listening, I encourage you to monkeys. pause right now, go back to the beginning. We're going to start the Wicked drinking game. Every time Wicked is said, <gasps> oh, God. drink. Cause I'm Don't drink sure. anything too high proof because, because this could get dangerous. Yeah, he's bringing it up a lot. Yeah. So It is my favorite show, this, and it's uh, also the show I've seen most recently. So two like, is looking uh, yeah. pretty dangerous <laughs> right now. So. Yeah. But I mean, like for me... Les Mis is a very close second because I think it also has a lot of the same, not the same, um, but a lot of um, different aspects that make it a really well-rounded musical. See, I really but. enjoy, if you're if you're looking at the music though, mm-hmm. um, I really enjoy, and I know this is an adaptation, but uh, the best of the Disney ones, Beauty and the Beast. Mm. The music, and it's one of those, it's not the same as the cartoon. Right. Like, and that's one that once you've like heard the music from the musical, you can't watch that cartoon again. Like you're mm. missing like the best songs, yeah. the best songs, and like uh, what is it? If I can't love her, oh my gosh! Like, the fact that the Beast doesn't sing like at all in the car- yeah. in the animated film, and but like that song is soul crushing. Like it, as you examine like the emotions of that, and I mean like to me like yet again, I recognize the things that I had on cassette tape that I could use in my knockoff Walkman when I was a kid. Um, For those listeners under the age of 18 <laughs> that might not know what he's talking no, about, it's a cassette. Hip. It's okay. hip now. It's hip now. Oh, is Everyone it? Knows is it coming back? No, okay. did you not see that they actually have the knockoff Bluetooth Walkman he- headphones? Oh, God. Yeah. No. You can pay like 33 bucks, and they look just like the Walkman ones. Orange styrofoam whatever things as well. Mm. The foam pads. Amazing. Yeah. So, no, no, no. You're, yeah. They're hip. Okay. No, they're hip, no yeah. disclaimers needed. No. Um, but no, I mean. Radio like, Shack sells them. Oh, yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Uh, for those Sorry. of you under the age of 30, Radio Shack is... <laughs> um, but no, I mean, talking about some of the songs that, like... So I was thinking about this on the way over here. And I, I knew, I assumed I was going to share that my family was generally pretty anti 
contemporary music. Mm. And thinking about that, like, if you really want someone to really learn the highs and lows, make them listen to some of those songs. Oh, like, yeah. it's really easy in a pop song, and this is not me casting any stones, like, I need to show that this is literally soul-crushing and I want to die. So what are they going to say? I want to die. <laughs> right. This is my last resort. Mm-hmm. You know, like... <laughs> But I mean, like, and it's, it's time and a place. Like, there are songs that really explore it. Mm-hmm. But in in that musical theater, like, I look at some of those songs and like, the highs and the lows of like Phantom of the Opera, of Beauty and the Beast. Like, they take you on a journey where you feel the pain of the person, and it's mm-hmm. one of those like, it, it's not just. The, there's going to be some real shit versions. There are going to be some real shit versions. Yeah. But I feel more often than not, you're going to be you're going to hear these performances that are just beautiful, where it takes you, and that's where. It, Memory is like the go-to for mm. like, I should make people feel something. I'll use memory. Also, I want to annoy the hell out of everyone around me. Mm-hmm. I'll do a bad version of memory. That should be your karaoke. Yeah. Um, it's not a, It's not hard to do a bad version of memory. It's, no. a, it's a beast of a song. You know, but it's one of those that like, as you go through and you listen to some of those songs, that's that's kind of where it goes. Oh, yeah. Now, now looking at some of those bigger hits, I mean, I was, I was thinking back on, on musicals that are like the bigger, big, big hits recently. Mm-hmm. And... And a lot of them are becoming, as soon as I say, like, so many of them are the, let's see, is it the jukebox, jukebox mm-hmm. musicals, where they're actually taking a catalog of music that's already been created, and then they're just porting it over. So I actually have some notes about that. Yep. So you have, uh, can, we, so, can we discuss Green Day American Idiot? I was actually have that on my list. Could we not? No. So, um, I, just, I mean, you have... I want- Cindy Lauper with Kinky Boots, Abba's Mama Mia, yep. um, which is the longest running. King, uh, Cindy Lauper's Kinky Boots um, is an original musical that Cindy Lauper wrote. Mm-hmm. It's not a jukebox musical because she wrote the songs for Kinky Boots. Songs like Jersey Boys take existing songs. From... I thought some of the songs from Kinky Boots were actually. I don't pre-existing. think so. I've not seen it. Yeah, but not gonna... that I have, and I don't think any of them. Fact have. check, please. Um, How big of a Cindy Lauper fan are you? Not huge, He's but I know that fan. I know. Well, she I know she likes to have I, lunch. I, I, <laughs> she does like to have fun. No. Um, um, I said lunch. So, Mama Mia is the longest she running of the jukebox ones. Yes. Um, I have American Idiot, Moving Out, Jersey Boys, Rock of Ages. Uh, right. I mean, you can just kind of keep going. Yeah. And then there's the opposite, which is like uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, which is just a series of tunes that are all brought in, mm-hmm. just to kind of formulate that. Right. Um, but no, I know for a fact Kinky Boots is written by Cindy Lauper, so it's somebody who has her own catalog catalog of music, um, but it's an original musical that she has written. Well, and then, much like Sarah Bareilles writing Waitress, um, none of the songs in Waitress. Are you fact checking it? I am fact checking it, and I'm not seeing anything calling it a jukebox musical. There's something right. calling it an almost jukebox musical. And I go um, back and forth on those. Like I went, to, I saw Rock of Ages, and it's a decent show. Um, but, um, yeah, I just, I always walk away from it going, like, I could have saved a lot of money if I just listened to, like, Whitesnake and, I find um, it interesting, like, for people to take music that's, like, written for different situations and putting them into musical. Like, I do mm -hmm. find it interesting, like, taking someone's catalog of work and being like, oh, I'm going to formulate a story around this and make it into something bigger. Um, I bigger. Draw. I don't know. If, I don't know if I agree with that. But um, like, I do find it interesting for someone to do that. I don't yeah. like. 
particularly love jukebox musicals. I, but I really just want to throw something out. This room is real hot. It's so I warm in here. It's real hot. Yeah. Um. Anyways, on that a being note, said, as soon that? as they do the Panic at the Disco jukebox musical, oh I am my there. Gosh, I am there. I am there, especially okay, if Brendan Urie's the starring. One? They actually covered a pretty popular. What was the song? Anybody? They what? actually have a. Uh, they did Bohemian Rhapsody recently. No, they did another one. Brendan Urie was in Kinky Boots. No, that's not what I'm thinking of. They had an exclusive Skid Row from Little Shop of Horrors. What? Oh, yeah, yeah. I did not know that. I'm oh. going to have to look that up. Yeah. See, the one that I really actually... There there are some artists like I enjoy I enjoy in like the, the current music scheme that um, you... Or the, the zeitgeist, I guess the better one, that I really feel their music would translate really well. Like, they're the way they write. Mm-hmm. And 303 is one that, if you actually listen with like that that lens it would translate so well i don't know what the hell you would actually write around <laughs> it mm. but like their music the way they write it mm. just feels like it's just it's just prepped for huge numbers with a big old chorus mm. it, do that yeah. so this is not the first time i've talked about 303 on here uh, I think I know like one 303 song. Probably don't I trust. I've never heard of 303. Yep. <laughs> yep, that's the one. There's actually, actually, if you listen to Omens, um, it's one of their albums. Mm-hmm. Literally, like that album, like there's just like three or four songs right off the bat that you were like, yeah, this could be the end of act one. Mm-hmm. This could definitely be the the climax. This could be like, they just feel that way. And I've, sh- I've like played it for a number of people and people are like, oh, oh yeah, once you say it, that's all I can hear now. Is like you just imagine people just storming on stage like. Yeah. You know, one of the things going back to the the emotional range mm-hmm. of a musical, I think it's part of it is the investment that you have in musicals. Like, um, you can listen to soundtracks and just get one song at a time, but a lot of times you're experiencing it in the context of the show, and you're for better or worse, right? You're feeling yeah. you're going on that emotional journey because you're in that seat for three hours, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes so th- it feels like much more, right? <laughs> like if you see Les Mis, you're probably feeling like four or five hours. Um, not that I don't love Les Mis, uh, but one of the things I really like about musicals is because it's written as a body of work um, rather than a lot of albums in other genres that do like here's a hit, here's a hit, here's a hit. Um, it's more of a body of work, which you do see in other mm-hmm. in other artists that do that. Like they think of their album as a continuous thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love in musicals where they take the same tune or the same melody, rearrange it, and use it in a completely different situation. Well, it's closer to like the way people look at scores, like mm-hmm. musical scores or, or the musical score of big motion pictures, like mm-hmm. the Star Wars ones. There was actually one when Force Awakens came out. You wanted to know what was the the thematic melody for each of the characters and like oh mm-hmm. what did this person sound like it's the same idea it's just not the type of thing you do on like every time i say orange on a album where i'm rapping right. about oranges you know i want to have this it just you know i immediately go to like a whatever minor chord yeah yeah, yeah you just don't hear i that. am looking forward to your it's album in minor. which you rap about oranges though and have a all right particular music. Does it have to be an entire cuticle. album or can it just be one song? I mean, if you can get a whole song out of it, I, I, go for it. I'll do it. A full album would be nice. Though. I yeah. know. That's a lot more work than I'm willing to commit to. A but song? that's more comparing I apples I will, to I will do a song. I feel like I'll a certain a college would take advantage of that, too. Mm-hmm. I already wrote one of those songs about that that talked about the orange thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Curious. I is that. it an F-sharp minor? It is not. No. <laughs> no. I wrote that one. I actually played it at that college. So, mm. yeah. Anyways, now for things that other people actually may have right. any knowledge Sorry. about. 
Um, so let me think. What other notes do I have? Um, so uh, going back to, I already talked about Beauty and the Beast a little bit, but there's, um, for anybody that hasn't ever listened to any of the musicals that are done by Disney, um, I will admit I'm immediately turned off to a number of them. This dude. It's totally cool. Josh is actually here. I'm not sure he's really a musical guy. I think he worked in the scene shop at a theater and was like, I can tolerate enough of it to work around a... Right. I'm really out of my wheelhouse here. <laughs> but like... he has no problem making fun of everyone, so that is his yeah. wheelhouse. Is that yeah. fair? Yeah, fair enough. I'm on yeah. my second beer here, so we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how the second how this conversation goes here. Um, so. I feel like every podcast needs a guy that's two beers in ready to mock anyone. You know, All right? <laughs> I want that T-shirt. Uh, Black door music argument. Two beers in ready to mock someone. <laughs> okay, I mean that pretty much sums up. Like I pretty much I, I have no problem shitting on a lot of people, and it could be like. I recognize I'm going to offend it, it again. We need props for Kanye because Kanye needs all of our all of our props and loves. So that was out of one of the episodes previous. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm not going to offend any of them. And if they ever hear it, they'll just blow their nose in a dollar bill and throw it away because I've hurt their feelings so hardly or so hard. But um, no. So uh, with Disney musicals, they don't they don't just take the songs from the cartoons and just throw them in. They mm-hmm. actually rewrite them. They actually rework them. They add more music in. And that's where, as I said earlier, if you've heard the music from Beauty and the Beast, you can't just go back to the cartoon. It's not the same. And you're just mm-hmm. like, well, this person's a little bitch. Like, <laughs> do you feel anything? Like, th- those are explored. And I, I think that part of it is just the idea of theater. Theater happens in front of you. It's live. Mm-hmm. And that, that changes as opposed to the thing that's drawn over years to whatever. It, it's different. Mm-hmm. and. And you're feeling two and a half hours rather than one and a half hours mm-hmm. right. of entertainment. Yeah, I do have to say though that my one of my biggest annoyances in life is the fact that for the Lion King special edition they added in Morning Report, and it was awful. I'm just putting <laughs> that out there. I'm just saying it. I'm I'm it's a hill I will go ahead die and just on. Say, I know people love Lion King, but I saw it. I went to. Uh, I oh, went the musical to, or yeah, the, the movie? Musical. Okay, yeah. So I so went to. I don't think I know what Morning Report is, but it's, awful. I'm it's a song for Zazu it. in the beginning of the show. Okay. I was yeah. just picturing a newsroom. Mm. So. <laughs> the newsroom with yeah, the it Daniels? actually just yeah. cuts to actually someone reading the news for five minutes. Mm-hmm. It, you're right; it really <laughs> was awful. Really weird. It put a huge break in, Super and the kids awkward. did not stay. <laughs> Uh, Brian Gumble had no it's, reason it's, to be <laughs> in the Lion King. We don't know why he was there. And it, I don't even remember what I was saying. Yeah. Um, you saw the Lion King. Oh, so I went to I went to Las Vegas on my honeymoon with my wife. Um, it was a surprise. You went on your honeymoon with your wife. That yes. was nice. Interesting Sorry. decision. Well, I was actually referring to the Lion King going I, as, oh, okay. as well. I apologize. So with my wife, we went to the Lion King. But we went after having seen Cirque du Soleil's Beatles Love. Mm. And so the Lion King was boring as shit like it was <laughs> so bad because it was like okay i saw cirque du soleil you could watch that thing three times in a row and you're not seeing everything there's mm-hmm. stuff going on all over nowhere in the lion king did someone fall like 50 feet into a hole in the stage like right great you guys are galloping in place this is super sweet 
at intermission, like I had to just go and get a very strong drink to make it through the <laughs> second part, and then it got a lot more entertaining. Mm-hmm. Two drinks in, ready to mock someone. I will say that of Disney's Broadway catalog, Lion King is not my favorite. Mm-hmm. It's the one that everybody says, "Oh, like, oh, you like musicals? I've seen The Lion King," and I'm like, "Uh huh," because it's a good show. There are parts of The Lion King that are phenomenal and are unlike anything I've seen on stage before or since. And then there's a lot of parts that are really just meh that balance out to like a good show. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, there's a part, like, the circle of life, I think, is really cool to watch. But again, going back to what you said, it's... Out of context, though, the circle of life is really cool to watch. Right. And there's the the part where Mufasa (laughs) appears in the sky, like, to talk to Simba. Yeah. That was really cool how they did that. And it's hard, it's too hard to describe. Um, The red circle was weird, though. What's that? The red circle. That was weird. I don't remember that part. It has nothing to do with anything. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what? Um, Remember, I'm yeah, two beers in. Context, <laughs> context of how you see two musicals is huge. Because like a couple times where I live in Pennsylvania, I'm very close to New York. So I try to go as often as I can. Yeah. And I've gotten a couple times I've been lucky enough to go see two shows in a day. And the timing of what you see and when you see it greatly impacts your opinions on those shows. Like, I went to go, that production of Fiddler that I didn't think was that entertaining. Mm-hmm. I had seen The Color Purple that afternoon, which is, like, this soulful, beautiful uh, show with um, the woman who's the main character, Cynthia Erivo, um, won the Tony for her performance in it. So she's just phenomenal. And it has uh, Danielle Brooks from Orange is the New Black and all these phenomenal actresses. And then I go see... Fiddler, which is a good show, it's a classic, but I would just wasn't impressed because of how impressed I was. Dear Broadway, Fiddler sucked. Fiddler sucked. <laughs> yeah. That production sucked. I love Fiddler. I love the movie, um, but that production was kind of boring. Dear Broadway, the movie was awesome. The movie was awesome. <laughs> Honestly, at, on Broadway, they should just pull down a screen and show the movie. Dear Broadway, bring back like, Spider Man. Right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they can't afford to lose that many actors. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. If you're not familiar with that one, Google it. Real fun. Oh, gosh. Real Spider-Man fun. Turn Real on fun. the Dark. Or yeah. Turn off the Dark. Something like that. Wasn't... I, I won't... I, I fact-check myself before I can say anything, so I'll have to leave it at that. Having to do with the expensive nature of that particular production. Mm-hmm. I saw an interview once with uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, and they were talking about Book of Mormon. Mm-hmm. And they were saying that um, right before it came out, there was all this buzz about Spider-Man. And they were like, dang it, like, we're going to lose the Tony to Spider-Man. Are you freaking kidding me? And then, then what just, happened with Spider-Man happened with Spider-Man. Then and you took um, your Spider-Man for a walk across the stage. Right. Thump, 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 thump. And then they were at the Tonys, and I Too guess, soon? like, was, like Bono and whoever walked in, and they were like, what are they doing here? They're not nominated for a Tony. Like, suddenly they were very, like, mm. prestigious and, I don't know, judgmental of them for not mm. having a good musical. My favorite pre-Tony story was when um, Lin-Manuel was talking about, like, getting ready for the Tonys for Hamilton. And how when they yes. were there a few years before, they were there for In the Heights. Mm-hmm. And um, they were like oh, they were like sweating through those Tonys because if they didn't get enough, they wouldn't get the press and the and the recognition to stay open. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's like, for Hamilton, we're good. He's like, for Hamilton, we're doing fine. Yeah. We're selling tickets. So it's like not Hamilton really had already become a phenomenon before the Tonys even happened. So it's no surprise that they swept almost every category. Um but yeah, I was just going to say, going back to that, talking about the composers, looking at that, there was a 
a big movement for a while where they kept going back to like the stars of the 80s and 90s to bring him back in and write. You had mm-hmm. Cindy Lauper who, yet again, writing that thing, but you had Duncan Sheik working on uh, uh, Spring Awakening. Mm-hmm. Um, Bono. Like, yep. <laughs> it was just a big pull where it was like, yeah. uh, it, yet again, this is re- Dear Broadway. I don't know what to do. Oh, uh, let's just... They did stuff. Let's yeah, just pull them in. open like, up a can of something. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, oh, one year I forget. A magazine here. With... Dear Broadway. Dear Broadway. Dear Broadway. Because there was one year. All... <laughs> I think you need to say it in that accent. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, any... sorry. It's been a while. Wicked? Wicked. <laughs> Wicked. Drink. Mm-hmm. All right. There you go. That, that should get you through the rest of it. Okay. In case you're sobering up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, wicked. Um... <laughs> By the way, that's wicked, not wicked. The right. Not to Ewok. be confused. Yeah. I just wanted to. Um. Yeah, a couple years ago, I just noticed it's gotten a little better. Um, but a couple years ago, I noticed that all the musicals that were up for best musical or best revival of a musical were obviously revivals, were revivals, but or like movies that had been turned into musicals or jukebox musicals. So there's a there's there's been a, a lot of repackaging old material because it'll sell. Like you know, you can sell a theater if you say Aladdin on Broadway. Well, this is similar to uh, it's like with with operas which is a turn you mm-hmm. do the ring cycle you're making all your money to fund your opera for the next couple years right. like the ring cycles it's really big in opera it's the same thing it's kind of like when you look at there are reasons why high schools will do grease and they will do um guys and dolls and mm-hmm. you don't see them doing pal joey for example right one of those is gonna bring no one mm-hmm. and the other ones are gonna bring people Absolutely. No matter how terrible Sound of Music's going to be, people are going to show up because they have name recognition. Right. Side note, I was dragged to a high school version of Bye Bye Birdie. Oh, I'm so sorry. I knew (laughs) no one there. I was new in a town, and I went to it, and that was – like, there have been very few times where I'm like, oh, I want that time back. (laughs) (laughs) That was it. I could find no redeeming – qualities and the person who was with but oh but i know so and so i'm like well they should learn to sing <laughs> they really should why were they cast in a singing role yeah but they did really no no they did not False. you have your lens on that's like this is a, someone who i know and care about i don't care about that person <laughs> let me write a review for you it's a new wave bye bye birdie yeah. <laughs> aptly named because i wanted I it to go bye bye <laughs> this is actually something you should do Wicked. um <laughs> That is something else you should do. But if you go see a high school version, you should anonymously write a very, like, a, an actual critique of the mm. performance. And just send it anonymously to, like, a local paper as, like, an editor or as a uh, opinion. Rush people. Bye-bye, bye, Bernie. Yeah. <laughs> In the recent high school production. <laughs> that can be a dear I don't Abby. know who yeah. cast that person in that role, yeah, exactly. but they had no right. Um I saw that. Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat at high school when I was like seven, and I remember thinking it was the best thing I had ever seen. And now I kind of want to like go back and see no, just the first no, song. No, you don't. And no, you see don't. What happens. No, I mean, okay, so that was the first CD I, I ever was given. Okay, like that's I just... love that musical. So I mean, as far as, as that musical goes, way. I actually kind of know that one a little bit. I ran sound for for that one when I lived in Zimbrota, and the entire town, like they did the whole casting thing and everything. And so uh, the church that I was working at, like worked at, um, ran uh, a production for this, and they sold out for three weeks in a row. It's oh, wow. an we sold musical. out shows. 
and people from Rochester were coming, and it was really weird. So this is one of those. Anybody who's actually really familiar with that, there's there. I I am the type of person who will always fill in song lyrics when it is available. Okay. So that's just a, th- a thing that I do. Like in my head, someone says something, and apparently in my mind, I immediately need to be like, "Well, this is a song lyric somewhere." Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anytime someone says, "Guess what?" and puts a pause in, I go, "In his bed, Pharaoh had amazing." <laughs> immediately, every time someone's like, "Hey, guess what?" And in I'm his like, bed. No, I do the <laughs> same thing. <laughs> Literally, if someone goes, "Guess what?" and immediately go, oh, "I fucking hate you." That's <laughs> what. That is what. You're the worst. Like. Yeah. That in I do the same thing with from the musical Wicked. Um, there's a line where um, Alphaba sings, "It's me." So every time somebody said, "It's me," I do that immediately, and to the point where friends of mine that gets like me doing that gets stuck in their heads because they've heard me do it so many times. What was the line from Hamilton that I said the other day that I'm like, whenever anyone says this, I always think of. This is a really boring part of the podcast because yeah. I can't think of what it is now. But Wicked, just so you can drink through that. <laughs> Anyway, it doesn't matter. If you ever do the wicked drinking game for this, oh, please let me know. <laughs> I'm on MySpace. Um, my name is Tom. No. <laughs> no okay, so on, on the outset of my podcast, I say that um, if you dislike it, you should write about it on MySpace. And I got a few complaints that I didn't have a MySpace page. And I opened it with expecting, like, oh, it's going to be so much fun. Someone's going to shit all over everything that I love. And then no one did anything. You guys suck. You can still get a MySpace yeah, account. Yeah, they don't have a they don't have an app though. Well, MySpace. I'm shocked. Pick up mm-hmm. a name. I kind of want to start a MySpace. Phones you didn't no, have I'm, I, I actually have it. I'm like I'm all on board now. Like this is fun. This is cool. <laughs> Fucking no one is there. I want to change my background and put my song to some angsty thing about what's going on in my love life. Yeah, I mean you call it something from one of those musicals, which I have lapsed on every angsty song, which is not a shortage in musicals, but. <laughs> Draw a blank. You know, like every show has to start out with like this is what I want from the main character so that you know where we're going with the rest of the show. <laughs> they would much. probably be waving yeah. through a window. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they haven't done a 40-year-old virgin musical. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Dear Broadway. <laughs> Dear Broadway. Dear Broadway. I have a few questions about that. <laughs> Just a few. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson Mainly should be a too, song. But yeah. Like an entire song devoted to the main character screaming Kelly Clarkson. Mm-hmm. I do not want to hear that song. <clears throat> I do. And then cankle exercises for men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of the Archer scene where. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. We're covering a lot of musicals we'll here. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. They should uh-huh. make an Archer musical episode. Oh, an episode. I thought you meant an Archer musical. No, I'm like, no, that musical. would be terrible. But no, an Archer musical episode would be fun. I feel like that could okay. be entertaining. So let's go through. Josh yeah. is probably going to be in. We're going to have Josh go last. Okay. Okay. So this is a really good thing for an audio podcast. We're going to go here, 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 here. Okay. okay. That's the order. You could have used our names. I know, so that but the then folks there. At home... I want it to be more of a surprise okay. than people <laughs> are listening. So wait, it's here, 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 here? Right. Okay. Yes. Uh, favorite song from musical theater. Ooh. Ouch. That's a difficult one. I know it's a hard one. And if you need to do a list, go yeah. for it. Does Google count? <laughs> <laughs> if you've got nothing, you can literally say they all suck. Like, I actually think I know already, but. If you want to go, you can go. No, I'll, I'll wait. 
Because she's not here yet. I'll stay in order. It's okay. here. That's true. <laughs> we're, we're waiting for here first. Yeah, I would probably have to say, oh gosh, I'm not familiar with that one. Neither am I. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, my go-to answer would be Defying Gravity, but I feel like that's not right. Defying Gravity from what musical? From the, the show that need not be mentioned, in case anyone's too oh, intoxicated. Oh, Harry Potter. The Voldemort <laughs> one. <laughs> Harry the Potter. Yeah. In the Quidditch scene, he's like, I think <laughs> I'll try Defying Gravity. Okay. I uh, can we some... get a crossover? <laughs> That'd be great. If I had money or, like, resources. There is now officially yeah. a fandom, like, shipping Voldemort shipping. and Elphaba right Harry now. Harry Potter with a scar and green skin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just <laughs> Defying Gravity. I also really want to see like a bad YouTube musical version of like Voldemort's life. Call Darren Chris. <laughs> he could do it. Yeah. You think Marvel would get involved with that? <laughs> Just wait. They'll own it soon. They'll own it soon. <laughs> and then by extension, Disney. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's going to happen. It's cool. Yeah, my my placeholder answer right now is Defying Gravity from Wicked. Mm-hmm. Um, but I reserve the right to change it as we go around. No, I'm ready. Wicked. See, I go back and forth, and, and, and one of them that I would actually say is, like, I, I think about, and I'm sure part of it's nostalgia, but Music of the Night from Phantom of the Opera mm-hmm. is one that I just, I really enjoy. It feels like it takes you on a journey. But again, I've already mentioned um, uh, If I Can't Love Her from Beauty of the Beast, and yes. then uh, Once Upon a Dream from Scarlet Pimpernel. Oh. Those ones are all ones that are, like, just, just really awesome songs that have mm-hmm. really strong emotional, yeah. emotional ties with them. She was so set. Now she's I'm Googling it. She's, like, she's like, okay, I know Glee did it. What was Glee's thing? Glee's a musical. Yeah. Uh, 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 Yellow Submarine. <laughs> One of the Glee's ones they, thank God, Yellow avoided. Submarine. Um, sorry, hold on. Okay. I had to look up the original. Okay. So um, the first song that came to my head was Out Tonight from Rent. Oh, but I think it's actually um, Another Day. Which out tonight goes into kind of um, yeah. Sometimes it's hard to it's hard to separate. So if we can like mash those together, that's probably my favorite. Um, but I also love oh gosh, there's just so many good ones from Evita mm. that I love yeah. so much. I, about that. I will also just say I really did enjoy that movie. Antonio Banderas, Madonna, so good. Real solid. Madonna is Real amazing. Solid. Yeah, I just want to give a quick props to Madonna. For being able to start off the movie with like a naive young singing voice and mm-hmm. end it with like a very mature singing it's voice. It's almost like she's a professional or something. I yeah. know. It's freaking crazy. But not just, a professional actress, so you yeah. wouldn't necessarily expect that, her. From okay, her. I'm pretty sure this was part of her trivia. She's what? the one that went on a dance scholarship, didn't she? I think so, but I have to look at the sheets. Yeah, we, we, did an eight, we did an 80s music trivia night, and I'm pretty sure that was actually one of them, that she actually was a. She went to school on a dance scholarship. Mm. That's amazing. Yeah. Apparently, when she was filming um, the like major dance with um, Antonio Banderas, where they're mm-hmm. like ballroom dancing or whatever, she was pregnant, and then like they had she had to go on bed rest because she like oh you know. So what you're whatever. saying is Antonio Banderas has such magical eyes that he will put you on bed rest. Mm-hmm. Yes, she's not wrong. That's mm-hmm. wicked. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just thought like so I was talking to my mom or my mom told me that one day, and then I was like Gal Gadot. Like, filmed Wonder Woman while pregnant, and she's fine. I'm just yeah. saying. Um, on the musical track, Barbara Streisand was pregnant when she was filming Hello, Dolly. And the title song where she's in that, like, gold um, dress, there are a couple shots that you can tell she's a little bit pregnant. In it, and that's <laughs> just... 
I'm sure no. Uh, yeah, anyway, people didn't know. No stage hands gonna be like, uh, real quick. Are you pregnant? Are you pregnant? Hold up. Is that a bump? <laughs> well, that's our third stage hand to die today. Because <laughs> <laughs> Barbara will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. This is the woman. I'm this sure is she's got a guy. This is the <laughs> woman who went on Oprah, oh. and Oprah did not have any black or white microphones, and Barbara was in a very monochromatic. She phase was wearing of her a life. white sweater, so and she needed to have a white microphone. So she had one of so Oprah's stage hands spray paint a microphone, and after she did her song, Oprah was like, "Where did you find a white microphone?" She's like, "Oh, I had one of your people spray paint it." It makes me so angry. It's like Battle of the Titans because you could just see Oprah wanting to like smack her, but she's on live television. She's and for the okay. first time in That'd my life, I'm on Oprah's side. Episode, mm-hmm. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Better do it soon, though, because like at this point, Barbara would probably break a hip. That's true. Yeah. All right. Josh has been furiously Googling things. <laughs> All right, Josh. I can't wait. Just, just trying to remember uh, a few things. But Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out of their shells, the musical. <laughs> well, it's been a be good. it's been a pleasure being on the podcast. I'm gonna leave now. <laughs> Just the fact that the title is coming out of the shells. So, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't remember any of the songs, but I remember watching it as a kid. That's awesome. Yeah. Now I just have that vanilla ice. And uh, their first song, uh, according to Google, was "Sing About It." Cool. Mm-hmm. That was the title of the song. I Sing really hope it. they had like some really bad dad. The rap uh, in the the. The third song was t- titled Tubbin. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's actually not a lie. That's been fact checked. <laughs> that's been fact checked. Has there been a revival of that recently? Because no. I feel like yeah. it's time. I don't think the Tony audience is ready for that yet. Yeah, the Tony audience. Who cares? It's, it's time for Tubbin. <laughs> it's time for Tubbin. <laughs> I want that on a t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> time for Tubbin. <laughs> Uh, that's on the front and on the back. The front is two beers, two beers in, in. <laughs> ready to box somebody. And the back end, it's tubbing time. Time. Tubbing time. Time for tubbing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so we're, we're sitting at a solid 57 minutes. Um, uh, I guess we can just look for – aside from trying to get people to die from drinking, <laughs> does anyone have anything else they want to kind of give us closing thoughts here? Go see musicals. They're awesome. All of them. He All just put a guarantee. None of All them suck. All of them. None of them suck. There is no bad musical, again, um, except for Cats. <laughs> what? Which one were you going to say? I would just like to put on record, so no one else is surprised, oh. that in the musical version of Anastasia, Rasputin <laughs> and Bartok are not in it, and it's the worst thing I've ever seen. So we went to go see Anastasia, <gasps> and we're sitting, we got rush tickets. Which, granted, we saw it after Dear Evan Hansen, which like changed my life. Again, so. if you see a phenomenal show first, anything you're going to see after that is going to suffer by comparison. But we, so That's we got, why middle school shows suck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you've seen literally anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> doesn't uh, even have to have been theater. Literally, I saw two pigeons outside humping. Way more Damn entertaining it, now than I can't a, watch middle school than, drama. Um, but no, we were in New York and we had tickets for Dear Evan Hansen. So we're like, oh, let's rush something for the evening show. And we got Anastasia tickets and we got the box seats, the ones like up high which the only good thing about box seats is that you're seen being seen they have terrible views you can't see anything i pretended i was somebody uh, that night yeah Mm -hmm. um and so wagner opera house say what are those two guys from the muppets that always sit in the box oh Oh, what are they called what are their names yeah those two guys i enjoy them no (laughs) no 
Worst seats ever. They uh, just mock everything. Yep. Yeah. But do. Um, so we're sitting there waiting for the show to start. It's like literally any second now the curtain could rise. And I go, by the way, um, Rasputin isn't in this. Neither is Bar Talk. And then automatically it's like, bum, 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 And bum, immediately bum. he said, Rasputin and Bar Talk aren't in this. And I was like, then I'm leaving. Like, I was like, I don't need to see this. Then. And then the lights came down, curtain went up. She couldn't leave. She could have, but I wouldn't let her. I thought about it. Anyway. The thing I would like to say in my closing thoughts is um, just kind of like a, yeah, wicked. Um, go see wicked. I won't say go see anything. Go see wicked. Um, also, if wicked would like to sponsor me in this podcast, that'd be awesome. Um, but the thing I love about musicals is like seeing theater live. There's an extra level of um, excitement or um, it's just you go into a live performance and you know it's not going to be the same as what the next audience is going to get. And you know it's not going to be the same as what was done before. So it's like this special event. Um, whereas in a movie, like every time you watch a movie, the same thing's going to happen as long as your equipment is working. <laughs> um, but with theater, you have live actors, you have different actors playing different roles. Um, and so it's always, there's always something new to see at the theater. So, yeah. I would say too that... Um like, I know you're a Broadway guy, mm-hmm. um, and that's awesome. But if you don't have access to Broadway, like a lot of the country, oh, yeah, um, that there are constantly like tours and uh, like different cities around, like around the world, and even oh, um, yeah, that have productions. And, um, like it's, I don't know, I feel like theater, a lot of people feel like they can't go to or don't, um, don't have access to it, but I think people have more access than they think they do. And I would also say that if you're on the fence about theater, don't go because you're probably going to end up liking it. Mm-hmm. So, like, there, there is that. Like, if you really don't right. want to like it, <laughs> right. don't, don't force go. It. Because, like, uh, well, and there's a point where, like, if you're there to be like, well, I'm going there to hate on this. First right. off, you're probably not going to hate it as much as you want, and then you're going to force it like, well, I saw the, the stagehand go out and clip also in during Wicked right. before she did that big lift. Yeah, they didn't want her to die. You're yeah. right. Right. Sorry. Like, yeah. Some a fun story about that, but maybe just because it's my family. So, um, my mom. I so I really wanted to go see the Book of Mormon. I love the Book of Mormon. And um, for like a, a gift, my mom got us tickets in Chicago. Just let it go. Let yeah, the joke go. So, um, <laughs> so we uh, so we drove to, or we were planning on driving to Chicago, and then my dad ended up getting that week off of work, and he was like, "Well, I'll go with you guys, like just to." hang with us and not be at home alone apparently so he came with us and got like a late ticket to see the show and um he thought it was like a serious religious musical and uh so we went to the book of mormon and i was and i didn't know that he thought it was serious so um at the end of the first act we went on the lobby to like say hi to my dad because he had different seats and he was doubled over like laughing with like tear streaks down his down his like face and he was like i didn't know it was funny this is funny and like Ended up really loving it, but I think you know if you're gonna go to the Book of Mormon expecting a serious religious musical, it's gonna you be a fun time. Expect a serious religious. Yeah, musical. <laughs> he'll actually probably and appreciate the, it so much more. The more conservative <laughs> your views are, the more likely you should the m- more you should go see the Book of Mormon. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And even um, going back to your point about other theater, like there are touring productions that bring Broadway to other cities, but there's also some phenomenal theater in like. Local middle schools. Local, not local middle, local middle schools? schools. I'm local sorry, local middle schools. There are pigeons outside. <laughs> <laughs> local elementary Come schools. Come to the show. Too. Stay Every for the pigeons. I want that on a T-shirt. <laughs> you know, uh, if this was a T-shirt podcast, we would be gold. Yes. Um, but like, 
I mean, the Guthrie Theater up in Minneapolis, I have not seen a bad show there. They do some phenomenal work with um, mostly plays. I haven't seen a musical there, um, but I've seen some well, phenomenal they musical do good theater there. Too. Um, they have some phenomenal theater there. Um, so just go see theater. Um, don't force it, but you know, you never know. Don't stop yourself from going to see theater just because it's theater or it's this or that. Right. Wicked. <laughs> Wicked. Wicked. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, Thanks for having uh, us. Yeah. It's been really good. So uh, maybe next time you're in town, we'll do a follow-up on mm-hmm. more musicals. Yeah. Real wicked game. Yeah. Real <laughs> wicked. You bring some wicked theater musical game. I think I just died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's podcast. <laughs> If you like this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. Including mine. We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends and your mistress. Or your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're not on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We don't tweet. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all. Especially important. Super crucial. The ultimate. Baby, baby it's cold, cold outside. outside.